Uncle, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. Look, help. Help him. I cannot help him. Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two screaming minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. <laughs> and uh, we did have to, we did have a, a guest booked uh, this week, Matt. Uh, his name was Nico. He's a big fan of the show. Unfortunately, he could not make it. So uh, definitely want to give him a shout out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he did email a bunch of like fun facts that he came up with. So, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna assume you made this person up because uh, I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of anyone being a fan of us, and, and yeah, I still oh, haven't sorry. met one. Because I of, should say a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I I won't speak for him whether or not he. I mean, I'm assuming he enjoys the show because he's emailed a couple times. So <laughs> hate listens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the stuff that he sent in, we super appreciate, uh, and, uh, I'm going to try to, uh, include it towards the end of the episode, any sort of fun facts that he came up with. Uh, so today we are talking about minutes 96 to 98 of the Karate Kid part two. Woohoo. We're very close to the finish. <laughs> Getting there. Uh, they begin with a cry for help and end with a heroic turn. So... Matt, we pick up where we left off on Friday in the middle of a typhoon with Daniel Miyagi coming back from rescuing Sato. And, uh, yeah, they're realizing that it's not the wind that's howling and screaming. It's a a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) The one they forgot about. The hero of the movie. I want to repeat this because, you know, she made sure that the entire town, she risked her own safety to make sure the entire town got the shelter. Hey, in case you can't tell by the weather... Maybe this bell will clue you in. (laughs) Oh, wait. I thought it was a little bit of wind, but that's definitely the typhoon bell. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, just looking at her up there, like, can you tell me what's preventing her from simply just climbing down the ladder? (laughs) Uh, It's the same thing as with a cat, I guess. She climbed up there and she's too scared to climb down. (laughs) She's a cat in a tree. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and you know, as we discussed on Friday, like why didn't they just kind of hang a, hang a rope, you know, and mm-hmm. then they could ring it from below, but an yeah. ounce of preparation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The definitely the design is flawed. It's just kind of like, well, we have the typhoon bell. It is up about, I don't know, let's say about 10 feet in the air. Now we have a ladder going up to it that you have to go up there and hit the bell with a, <laughs> Uh, a thing uh this is definitely a great plan you know if a case of typhoon comes we definitely want somebody let's get lots of spare children that we can order up there yeah yeah um so uh sato is clutching his chest we see uh probably from having a piece of lumber cracked over it (laughs) (laughs) and then a karate chop slammed into it yeah but uh, Mr. Miyagi looks like he's ready to go. But I, I think Daniel is kind of like, hey, listen, uh, you got your story resolved at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's just about wrapped up, you know, and the name of the newbie is the Karate Kid. So I got to do something heroic now. Plus, you're mega old. 
Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you climbed up there, you might not know how to get down either. <laughs> Danielson, <laughs> get me down. <laughs> um. So yeah, Miyagi kind of just like goes, okay, well. The teenager says he's going to go climb up this long, you know, rescue this little girl. I guess I'll listen to him and go hide in the shelter with Sato. And I, I just think... really want to go up anyways. <laughs> that looks slippery. <laughs> um, I want to take a little break here in the movie and think about how much of this story is he going to tell Lucille? And I'm gonna, okay. I, I, list, I listed some fun facts that Miyagi could tell over the phone to Lucille. <laughs> about this adventure <laughs> uh number one hey just checking in uh so daniel and i got kidnapped and it turns out this rich guy that used to be my best friend actually wants me dead anyway i'll get back to you <laughs> um beep this is the answering machine i guess um yeah. so daniel nearly impaled himself on a hook that's at least 50 years old just checking in we're having a great time <laughs> beep <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel embarrassed the town psychopath who then beat him up in the middle of the street that he was, uh, I guess, dancing on. <laughs> anyway, just checking in. Beep. <laughs> Daniel went into a bar and got into an ice breaking gambling pool run by U.S. servicemen. <laughs> Hope you're having a good time in uh, Fresno or wherever you are. <laughs> so <Beep. Louis> high. <laughs> uh, Daniel got mugged at a dance club. Uh, too much to get into right now. Gotta go. I was fishing, <laughs> by the way. Beep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's two calls in one night. Uh, my home just got invaded by that rich guy that hates me and the townie with uh, that that hates Daniel. Anyway, he had a couple of cronies. Uh, they beat and nearly choked Daniel to death. But, you know, I, I stepped in. We're all good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> so I decided to take part in a death match, but my actually end up with Daniel here alone in Okinawa. I just wanted to let you know, I left him the house in the car. He's probably going to find his way back. I told UK everything. Uh, too much, too much story right now. Beep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Daniel got into a tea ceremony with a local girl. No, that's not a euphemism. Beep. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> there was a typhoon and Daniel nearly got electrocuted saving a girl. I could have saved myself, but he needed a win. So I let him go. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, I and think there's Lucy no number looked... that she can call back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is all coming from a payphone in Naha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Daniel braves the uh, slippery ladder. He starts climbing. He's bellowing at her to just hang on and don't let go. You know, obvious things. Um, and we see that Yuna is basically just like hugging this uh, pole. Uh, no effort to climb down at all she's just at the top she's just not going to let go of this the, the pole that the ladder is attached to um and she's i think she's scared <laughs> i don't know like um what would make this seem more dangerous or more believable I, I i was thinking like like if you had the proper ladder up there to climb up there to ring the bell and then the ladder fell down or something and that's what that's why she's stuck up there maybe that'd be more Believable. Then how would Daniel get up? He'd put the ladder back up. But then she'd just climb down on her own, and he couldn't be all heroic. Oh, he, he's like, I'm holding the ladder. Climb down. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, in the novelization, uh, this part, 
strangely, it's a little boy that's a bell ringer. And he is hanging from the rope that is ringing the bell. And Daniel has to climb up there and get him. He kind of fell off the ladder and is hanging from the rope. <laughs> there is a rope. Uh, I, I mean, I guess so. It's just not long enough. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we talked a little bit about Tracy Taguchi uh, last week. Uh, but I had a couple more fun facts about her. She plays Yuna, of course. I got these from the Karate Kid blog dot blogspot dot com. She, they did a, uh, she did an interview with this uh, uh, fan blog. Um, she just you know, described a couple things. Uh, the audition process was basically going to a hotel and standing and crying and hitting an imaginary bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, next. Okay, cry <laughs> and uh, pretend you're hitting a bell. <laughs> um, then she said after the audition, there were some there were callbacks where the a bunch of little kids that they liked had to go back. Uh, uh, and and climb up this you know whatever little tower they built and cry and they wanted to basically see how it works. <laughs> Just like wow. they're traumatizing kids to get this done. <laughs> uh, I wonder, so I, I wonder if it was all girls or if the role was just up for either gender. I, I assume since the novelization said boy and yeah. Um, she said that she did some of her own stunts and she had a, had a stunt woman. So I guess, mm. uh, and she said from day one, Ralph was so kind, thoughtful and professional. We shot the bell tower scene a zillion times, both in Hawaii and in Los Angeles, uh, that required much rehearsal and getting wet, cold and muddy after each take, everyone would r- rush to Ralph. Uh, but then he'd tell everyone to help me first <laughs> and, and let me go first to take a, a hot shower and clean off for the next take. He made sure I had hot cocoa. Uh, I'll be forever grateful for his kindness. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I just imagine that. Just like, oh, God, go help the star. Go help the kid. Look at her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She also says, I was fortunate to have worked as an extra many days to see some aspects of the movie making business at a very young age. Uh, even the extras shared a bond because of the spirit of the cast and crew, but also because of the spirit and nature of Hawaii people. So, uh, all right. So we kind of switched to the point of the view of inside the pillbox, the shelter there where Chosen is holding the door open. And I don't know if you scrutinize this shot, but when I looked at it, it's like from here, it doesn't look like that ladder, like unit is very high. The ladder is very high. I don't even see Daniel in that shot. I just see the girl at the top. <laughs> yeah, it looks, looks high enough. I mean, it's like, I don't know. She's up at least four times her, her height. Like if you piled her up four times, that's about how high she is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it is funny because, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get back to Daniel, but it seems like we, go from the scene of Daniel being like, I'll go rescue her. And he starts to climb the ladder and it goes inside the shelter and we have all this other stuff. And then we return to Daniel. He's made zero progress in climbing that ladder. <laughs> He's still yeah. at the bottom <laughs> because there really isn't much ladder to climb. I think. I just um, noticed that you can see like the entire thing falling apart in the long shot. Yeah. And then like, I think you also, you get to see that all over again in close-ups. Right. Yeah. Right. It's almost like as if they uh, first intended to kind of cut back and forth 
but yeah. then decided maybe not to. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool that they had those special effects going on in the background while they're doing this like dialogue scene. Like they could have had the door slam shut, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Chosen X concerned about his sensei. He's like, I thought you were dead. Um, did Chosen think that Sato was dead? Do you, ex- do you think he exclaimed he was dead? Yeah. Was he lying? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, if he really did leave Sato not knowing if he's dead, just kind of assuming that he's dead, it, maybe it was because he was scared of the storm, <laughs> I think. Um, actually, I, I think so. in the novelization, there is a little bit of... Uh, I was going to save it for the next minutes, but... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he's like, I thought you were dead, and... and uh, Chosen is silenced by the skeptical stare he receives from Sato. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. It doesn't seem right. I mean, I know D- Chosen tried to kill Daniel by choking him to death. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think he would actually, like, what would he gain from killing his uncle? I don't, you know, unless there was some sort of, like. I think he was just, you know, trying to save his own skin. I don't know. Yeah. He's- Wanted to get out of there. I don't know. <laughs> didn't However, want them. To, didn't want them to ask him for uh, help rescuing Sato. So he's like, he's dead. Let's not bother. <laughs> so yeah, I got save me. <laughs> I mean, however, like we did the first thing that Miyagi did, you know, after pulling on his cool uh, black robe, was to give Daniel his last will and testament. What if Sato gave Chosen, like, I'm going to leave all of this to you if I, if, oh, if yeah. he takes me out, but I'm not going to die. I'm going to kill him. But, it, you know, in case he does, uh, this is all left to you. And then all of a sudden this happens and he's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Sato, uh, <laughs> this is so funny. I found this online. Uh, there's a YouTube video that pointed this out, but you can actually see it in the clip. There's no like altering this YouTube video did. So Miyagi and Sato are are standing in the door uh, about 25 seconds into this uh, into this segment. Sato goes, go help. And then Miyagi turns his head with his mouth agape at the exact same time that Yuna screams. <laughs> and so it's as if he turns his head and goes, ah. <laughs> and and yeah ever since that youtube video pointed it out to me that's all i see it is, and it's exactly timed like as soon as he turns his head yuna is screaming and yeah anyway. yeah he has a little girly scream <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Uh, it's like ned flanders so yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah chosen uh bows his head and he walks to the back and says he cannot help him uh, will not cannot cannot do it not. yeah uh, and and really it kind of reminds me of my eight-year-old like how stubborn she is like she's so upset about something she'll just get in more and more trouble and she won't care about any of the consequences she's she cannot just give in and be like i was wrong <laughs> um but yeah there's a lot going on here like that we, we see sato's face kind of drop because I think he's like realizing, like, yeah, I created this. <laughs> yep. Um, but my favorite part is the mustachioed guy in the undershirt giving chosen side eye. <laughs> <laughs> he's very judgy, man. 
<laughs> it's like, oh yeah, tough guy. Till it counts. Yeah. Although I say, what's up, mustache guy? Why aren't you gonna go help at all? He's gonna stand there. Everybody's a coward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sato should just fill the shelter with a loud bellow of coward. Cowards! Cowards! Um, so yeah, Miyagi closes the door, and I just wanted to point out that, yeah, like, it, I was laughing about the, the timing of the scream, but he does give this great wide-eyed, like, scared acting. Like, it, this is so, this is the most intense I see him, you know, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, besides when he's, like, angry earlier, but I just felt like, like, he's, he's doing good. I've just been in a crazy typhoon, and... Yeah. Yeah, like maybe he's scared for Daniel. Um, he but he does like, look scared, which is a rare expression for Miyagi. Yeah. And the question is, like, why doesn't he go help? And, they're you know, old. we talked to... <laughs> they're all old. I mean, the shooting script said he got injured, so I would have bought it more if he got a little injured, and that's, like, that's what's keeping him from being being a hero. And, like, Daniel's just out there by himself, <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, um, we go back to Daniel and, uh, I love how, as he's climbing, when, when each piece falls from the tower, Bill Conti like lets out a little horn blast just to let us know, like, Oh, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. (laughs) Bill Conti is like knocking it all over with his dang horns. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's like going to fly now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so the tower is down to just one pole and Daniel reaches the girl and then it gets even worse because the pole leans into the power lines or sparks and, um, and so, so they were down to, they they had three poles to begin with. Two of them fell away. They're on one pole. That pole falls over and only stops falling because it lands on power lines. Yeah. Uh, and then he like whips the power lines away with his belt what's keeping the pole up (laughs) (laughs) and how did he knock down those those wires it's like he he smacks them in one shot and then they cut away and then they cut back and they're gone yeah i don't know uh movie magic uh my my note was just like take that indiana jones (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um yeah i mean it, it it takes the sequel for Daniel to figure out like a real good use for his belt, you know, like uh, it not just holds your pants up, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> his J.C. Penney's belt uh, helped save the day. Also, my lizard brain is like, is are his pants going to fall down when he's trying to climb down that ladder? <laughs> oh, that'd be like we're gonna get we're gonna get like a Benny Hill horn blast or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Daniel climbs around and puts the girl on his back and just great crying from Tracy Taguchi uh, as, as Daniel's climbing down. Cause she, she, why she won the, won the role, I guess. Yeah. Uh, she had to crying. do that over all those kids. Yeah. Yeah. Did they all have to test being on his back? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Crying in his ear. <laughs> this is the worst audition process ever. It's so unprofessional. Somebody get me a hot cocoa. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so Daniel gets to the bottom of the ladder. We have Miyagi and Yukie looking on proudly. And uh, but on the way back to the shelter, he gets, I don't know, either wobbly need or maybe the ground's a little muddy because he falls right over. He's um, just he's not a strong guy. He can't carry that kid. <laughs> and, and the weather, yeah. Yeah, it was like thinking, like, was it the mud? Was it like Yuna was a little heavier than he thought? Is he not all, very strong? Yeah, all of the above. The yeah. wind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Yuna starts crying even harder, and Miyagi decides, okay, now I'm going to go out there. <laughs> now there's no more climbing involved. Uh-huh. But Sato stops him and says, let me go, and rushes out into the storm to help. And I, I love this. This is just a great hero turn by Sato. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the boy that helped save him is now he's going to save the boy. Hooray for Sato. Yay. Yes. And we'll talk about it more <laughs> Wednesday. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, like I said, Nico sent in some stuff. Uh, let me read what he has here. He says, Okinawa may get hit with seven or eight typhoons a year. Meanwhile, the main island, Japan, is only hit by half of them. Um, he says the film was released in 86, but takes place in 85, five months after the first one. In that year, a typhoon called Cecil was the strongest. It caused several deaths and flooded houses. Um, so maybe this is Cecil, <laughs> you know, in Karate Kid timeline. Um, he said the scene wasn't supposed to be included. He listened to a, uh interview with Robert Mark Hammond in which he said, oh, I got to give Daniel one heroic moment and give Daniel some leadership, at least one scene where he's the star or the hero of the movie. Um, even though he, because he thought originally this was going to be a Miyagi movie entirely. Mm. Uh, and he says, uh, and if you ask him, he likes to talk more about the Miyagi trilogy than the Daniel trilogy, I guess refers to it as that. And he also says, uh, that even, uh, these kind of bells don't exist in Okinawa, much less kids climbing to the top to make them sound. (laughs) Uh, he's like, uh, he wrote like, Hey, the typhoon's coming. Go kid. Climb the tower. Ring the bell is ridiculous, but it's, uh, it's the magic of cinema. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Nico, for setting that. Um, all right. Do you have anything else about these two minutes? No, it's just, uh, probably, um, I guess it'd be the most exciting part of the movie up till now. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Intensity is high from all involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big action, big special effects, big Bill Conti. <laughs> yep. All right, now, hang on. Hang on. Hold on tight. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up for today. You're going to be okay. We're going to be back on Wednesday. So <laughs> uh, uh, that's it for today. <laughs> I, I My notes are written as if we have a guest. We don't have a guest, but. Thank you for joining me, Matt. <laughs> uh, no problem. Do you want to come back on Wednesday for more Karate Kid Two Minutes? <laughs> oh, I suppose. <laughs> uh, folks, please send feedback to Karate Kid Minute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or join the uh, uh, Miyagi Do Karate Dojo Facebook group. Just search for Karate Kid Minute on all your social media. You'll find us, and we'd really love it if you just take a moment. Go on to Apple Podcasts, find our podcast, leave a, a review and a five-star rating, uh, and just you know let us know you're listening. Let us know 
uh, what you're liking about the show. And if there's anything you're not liking about the show, please send it to our email and I'll forward it to Matt because my feelings can't take it. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, until next time. Don't let go.